Welcome to our table, you beautiful human animals, for fun, health, and more. We'll dig into behavior and living right, plus other good things, with some laughs and hopefully a little insight. This is Better Health and World. I'm Matt Crocomo, a credentialed writer and personal trainer exploring how to maximize every day of the human experience at Matthew J. Better. I'm here as usual with fellow health enthusiasts and cultural commentarians, Joe Newbauer at Joe Knows MMA. How we living, everybody? And Gabrielle Tambone, also our in-house nursing student at Gabby underscore T. What up, guys? Hear them and me also on Better Fight Cast, your tightest coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts for seasoned vets of the purest, best of sport you can follow, and you rookie fight fans. Subscribe to that and this on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Now, let us take again to the purest, bestest, everything and anything else. Right after this word from legal. Hello, Matthew Kokomo Jr. is a certified personal trainer. He is not acting in his capacity on this program. All the information presented here is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. Furthermore, should he reference another person's program or piece of literature, he is not necessarily endorsing every position or opinion that any might represent. Please consult the appropriate medical professional before making serious changes to your diet or lifestyle. Boom! Thanks, legal. Got a couple things we could talk about tonight. Um, again, not really too worried about sticking to form or structure. I like to, we like, like to keep it loose. I don't like to plan either. Uh, it's very convenient. We're, we're talking about life here. We're trying to dig in and dig down and see how it goes as the medium is want to do and as the medium should want to do also. Uh, we could cover all of the themes that sort of are segments or end up being more like philosophies that weave in and out of many of the conversations that we get into. No more pacifiers, don't be Pavlov's dog, healthy living easy. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see where we go. We'll see where we get with that. It's about a guinea pig slash client of mine, one one of the members of my inaugural personal training class has been cutting down on the fast food and I I don't mean think about these things in addition to them being like physical addictions there's psychology behind it and uh, to make permanent changes some people would say that you need to get at the root cause of the psychology causing the behavior I'm wondering how much progress can be made to attack those root causes just by fixing the immediate behavior mm-hmm. or you know how much of it is a band-aid or how much of that actually does permeate and that's something that you know we might dig into and that that could that stuff ties into all <clears throat> you know all the things all those topics all those philosophies that we try to propagate around here um if we if we get to dessert where we talk movies and pop culture i just saw annihilation written and directed by alex garland I definitely got the chops to talk movies, as we all do. I was the entertainment editor for my high school newspaper. I was a columnist for two publications and a thrice-published poet. Also written a few screenplays and directed a few film shorts myself, and movies and directors and writers and the creators of possibly the medium that binds humanity more than any other, the movies. I think it's a very important thing. Um, and Alex Garland's uh, good talent. This movie's interesting. I was a big fan of his. The first movie he wrote and directed, Ex Machina. He also wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, which I think I don't think The Walking Dead would exist if not for Twenty Eight Days Later. Twenty Eight Days Later was a good movie that people forget about. Twenty Eight Days Later reinvented the zombie genre. So we might get into that. Alex Garland also wrote the novel The Beach, and. A couple other things will surprise you. Uh, he's he's he might be one of the new premier filmmakers. Like we're always talking about best directors, and he's only written and directed two movies. He's written a couple other movies. Maybe we'll get into that. Uh, was, I think he's, I think he's written a couple other things. We'd be like, oh, but I, I don't remember. I was looking at it last night when I was watching the movie. I got mixed feeling. This movie just like Ex Machina made me mad. Like the ending made me mad, and I was thinking about it for days. And ultimately, that's why I was and I was like, oh, it's, it, it, it was really good. <laughs> um, and this movie, I 
th- I think I need to rewatch it to really assess it, but perhaps we'll talk a little bit about it without trying to be too spoilery also. Very good things going on with this movie. And oh, one other thing real quick. Oh, I think it was on the Adam and Dr. Drew show. A caller was asking Drew about something he heard on Dr. Oz. And Dr. Drew is very quick to S on the other TV doctors, especially the like daytime, regular channel ones. I think I've heard him poop on Dr. Oz before, but it, the ideas, if the ideas are sound, um, Dr. Drew, and I don't even necessarily agree with everything he has to say, of course. You know, there are some things where I'm just like, mm, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm obviously not a doctor, so I guess I don't have the authority to disagree with him on those things, but, you know, not every doctor is right about everything right. That's how things change mm-hmm. but regardless someone on the dr oz show apparently said that if you pluck your nose hairs it could cause an infection that could kill you and dr drew backed that up he said yes there actually is a slight possibility if you pluck your nose hairs you get infection in your nose and it's a very short distance to your brain so and be careful trimming them <laughs> Yeah. Make sure you're actually trimming them and they're not getting ripped out because apparently you could die. I mean, Dr. <laughs> Oz and Dr. Drew. Um, that's all the research I've done on oh, it. I've never plucked but that's enough for me. I've plucked a few, but I think that last one will be my last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I remember one time I was sitting in the car and I looked over at the car next to me and there was this guy just shoving this. <laughs> he was doing the total recall. The, the he was trying to pull the, the bug out. out of his skull, right? He was being followed by a three-letter agency. It was disgusting. <laughs> I was like, what? He had a device? Like, what was he doing? It was like a, one of those, like, trimmers. That you oh, so he had, a, he had a nose hair trimmer. Yeah, like, a, like it, one of those that fits, like, a couple and batteries, and it's like, so he's just driving. I was like, now you choose to do that? That's awesome. Why do you have it in your car? Why are you doing it? Like, I'm in a red light. Let me just trim my nose hairs. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean. Though. We really are. Well, I mean, the no- Grooming like, in the car. Well, that's why they say, you know, you got to be careful with, like, that's why they say, like, you shouldn't pick your nose or anything like that. Because, like, that's just, your nose hairs protects you from getting sick. I mean, that's... They, they oh, I thought you were going to say there could be an earthquake and you could hit your elbow right on the table and you could thumb yourself in the brain. Well, well I guess too. it probably wouldn't be your thumb. <laughs> but, no, they... Like that's Index finger they're, to the They're really cranium. like a direct, like Classic one of. Classic story. In California, <laughs> all the earthquakes. They're uh, really a, um, one of the first, like, line of defenses for just, you know, bacteria and all that kind of stuff. So that's why they said, like, you know, you, they, you know, keep the kids from picking their nose and everything because that, you know, they can cause bacteria. Not just that, but you have stuff all over your fingers, I'm sure, that well, you, you can put up there, to, too. You still need to be able to breathe through your nose. So that's. That's tricky. Well, you really you blow your nose, it's just not won't like stick anything up there. Like don't stick your finger and all that kind of stuff up there. Because hmm. plus, you're getting whatever germs you have on your finger. Like you're putting them right past the, the nose hairs to go right into your, Ooh, you know, into your body. It can make you sick. I need a nose picker device with me at all times. <laughs> I'll just give me one of them total recall jobs. That sounds good. Don't happen to be any. Tracking bugs in my skull. No, knock those out too. But I'll try to leave the nose hairs intact when I pull that out of my nostril. You know, for safety. <laughs> so, how's life? How was the trip? It was good. You guys been out of town. Yeah, I mean, I think so. We, we I mean, we did, of course, eat out um, a couple times. Yeah. So we didn't really, I wouldn't say eat the best. But one thing I think we actually, I don't think we gained really any weight on vacation and I think a big what we've noticed and what's what we're now changing is that um eating we always eat so late at night and which is like one of the worst things oh, yeah. you can do and it's been really hard for us to get out of the habit of that but this vacation actually Well it's debatable helped. but I believe it is it can't be good. There's a bunch of things I read recently cuz I decided I looked it up. My mom always told me that but I decided to kind of like look up the actual you know, some actual research on it. And there's a bunch of different reasons that it's just because, like, the digestion. I mean, and, the, like, you're more way, active in down. the middle of the like, day. So I, yeah. in my personal opinion, you want to be consuming more of your calories during that time. Yeah. I try to not have too much early in the day and try not to have too much late in the day. Yeah. Well, also, too, they said because you're, you're eating and you're just, like, laying down right away, that, like, you're, it's 
harder for your body. They can't properly mm. like digest the food, which is not good for you as well. But that's why, like, um, I mean, there are some people that seem like they know what they're talking about that disagree with that. But to me, that just seems like it just makes so much sense. Yeah, like, it, just, just, it makes I, too much I, sense. I'm going to err on the side of that. <laughs> Try yeah. not to eat as much late. But it just I, seems like a better philosophy. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're actually... They always say, go to bed hungry, wake up sexy. (laughs) So my mom tells you all the time. Yeah, that's what your mom tells me, too. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, So, but we, I actually started, right before we went on vacation, I started to limit, like, because, I mean, when I get off work, I have to eat something. Like, I can't go to bed starving, but I've been, if I eat something, it's something small, and it's something, like, Either like if it's not the healthiest, at least it's like a very small amount. The heaviest will be or like a just, hot pocket. Or just eat like, yeah. yeah. Or just eat health like something healthy. And um, I'm always trying to talk people out of the processed stuffs, but when you're in a hurry and you don't have things, you know, a small hot pocket is better than a lot of other things that you could be doing. Yeah. Especially just uh, don't I I would I'm not sure how how frequently you frequent the hot pockets, but I would not plan on making them a meal every day, which I have done. I've been through periods of my life I, where they're my, just there like, were several quick. Hot Pockets consumed in your average day, actually. I don't eat them every day, but I, yeah, I keep them around the house just because it's good to have for, like, if I'm going to run out or something. Because then I, ultimately, if I'm, if I'm, like, running around, I'm doing errands, I'd rather grab that Hot Pocket than be, like, out running around starving and deciding to, like, go to, like, McDonald's because I'm out, you know, just to... Yeah. Because now, I'm ultimately we were so all, hungry that I we were like teenagers and early 20-somethings hanging out at my friend's house. We jokingly referred to it as, like, the Hot Pocket Restaurant. It was the French Hot Pocket Restaurant. So, the Hot Pocket. <laughs> I guess it ended up being a little Spanish, too. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, a lot of Hot Pockets. Oh, I got crazy with them. When I, I mean, even before hanging out with, with buddies, you know, when I was younger, younger... I mean, my parents raised us in the 80s, and in the 80s is when a lot of these things came out. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of this, yeah. And, uh, you know, we would cut them open and add, like, diced tomato to them and stuff. We would really do all kinds Dress of crazy up. stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad was all about trying to maximize the Hot Pocket experience. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I would flip them up. I, recently, the last time I was eating Hot Pockets on a semi-regular basis, I would get to the point where I would... Kind of, I was trying to buy like the healthiest, you know, whole grain, whatever hot pocket thingies there are. Most people will tell you there's not a huge difference. So yeah, you might I've as looked, well just get the, at the boxes, if you're going to buy a frozen thing like mm-hmm. that, just buy the tastiest one. I always, you know, I'm a bigger fan of moderating the amount of healthy whole fats that I have rather than going through the L-I-T-E light things because mm-hmm. I just don't like all the junk that seems to take the place of the fat. I'm not sure how that would compare also with the Hot Pockets, but still, you might as well just get the red container, yeah. not the green one. No, I looked at, I I used to get lean pockets all the time, and then I really looked, kind of looked at the boxes one day, and I realized there really was not that much of a Oh, difference. I was going to say, I would slice them open. Like, I would actually, yeah. like, unfold them and let them cool, and almost eat them like pizza sometimes, too. <laughs> Part of that's because I was trying to make it cool as quick as possible, because I wanted to devour it. I know. Jim Gaffigan does no a stand-up about Hot Pockets, and he's like, he's like, they are... They're um, warm, like, I forget what he said. He's like, but they're boiling lava hot on the inside. Yeah, Yeah, he's one of the best food comics. Yeah, he's really, I like him. He's funny. But, um, oh, go back to our vacation. So, before I went on, before we went, I had already started kind of limiting my eating at night. Like, I would either not eat or I would eat something really small, just like a bar or something, like a, you know, like a some kind of bar, you know, just to hold me. Just so I, because I just can't go to bed on an empty stomach. But on vacation. Like a Three Musketeers, right? Yeah. That kind of bar. No, like something. um, Some kind of health bar. Yeah, some kind of health bar. All made out of natural products. Yeah, Yeah. like a kind bar or a lar bar, something like that. I'm not 100% sure about any of those either, but still probably better than a lot of things. I think they're low. I usually look at, like, the sugar content when I'm buying, like, bars like that. In the future, I'd recommend just trying to get, like, nuts. Yeah, I these think, are like the kind bars are mostly like right. nuts. Just yeah, it's like really, it really yeah. is real ingredients. Um, yeah, these are one of the I've I've been like looking at them. And these are one one of the best ones that we've been. And I get like the small. They come. They have like uh, smaller ones that are like hundred calorie ones that just mm. something that kind of limits my portions. Yeah. So, 
But I, I recommend hard boiled eggs. This is something yeah. that's come up a lot on a lot of podcasts I listen to. It's something that I mean, the egg has been something that's great. Um, one of my favorite nutrition dietitian nutritionists, uh, Vinnie Tortorich, will say that the egg is the only superfood, mm-hmm. the only true superfood, because it actually has all the amino acids you need, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and he's also snack. he's also eggs the person that craps all over. Uh, he he he'd probably crap on the kind bar. I'm not sure because like he'll say a lot of this stuff, even like the stuff that's the healthiest healthiest stuff. But we can't all live Vinny's life where we yeah. have you know the, the the time to live that lifestyle mm-hmm. because it's also you know living that lifestyle is also our profession and all that. Stuff. Yeah. For the average Joe, <laughs> um, the bars can be they can be a decent substitute for many better things. But even the average person can also we can buy nuts and hard boiled eggs. So it's good to have those around too. Yeah. And the nuts are, you know, not perishable, so you can just have them wherever. Yeah. Jar of peanut butter. I like I like the peanut butter you gotta stir. I actually have had been rocking the same jar of peanut butter for a long time because I kinda of burned out on it. <laughs> so you gotta be careful of that. But there's so even if you're trying to eat healthy, there still can be a lot of uh a lot of really good tasty things out there. One thing I've been doing with the hard boiled eggs is doing like the poor man's well, not the poor man's necessarily, but the quick man's deviled eggs, because I mm-hmm. love deviled eggs. I mean, hard-boiled eggs are pretty delicious, and you can do a lot of things with them, too. A lot of different seasonings and such, but uh, a deviled egg is a real a real treat. So, and I don't have time to devil the eggs, but I'll take one or two hard-boiled eggs, I'll slice them in half, and I'll just squeeze a little bit of full-fat mayo on each each side, and top it off with a little bit of mustard and a little paprika, and that's the poor, that's the the quick breakfast deviled egg, and it is an ex, it is delicious. It takes almost no time at all. You don't even need a plate really if you're careful and dangerous like I am. <laughs> uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, very good, good way to start the day. And uh, just another, just on that note, just I always just try to preach. You know, again, I'm not a registered nutritionist or dietitian or any of that this mm-hmm. is all just personal fun recommendations if you yeah. deviate from the USDA recommended <laughs> diet make sure you're getting the proper blood work done and consulting the proper medical professionals like we said at the top with that said I've done all that and I know that my body is capable and I think a lot of us are would be optimized if as long as we knew it was safe, mm-hmm. to start our day with a couple of healthy fats like the eggs, like some heavy cream or coconut oil or grass-fed butter in our coffee. And those healthy, dense fats really will sate you throughout the day, and you're less likely to get that early afternoon fatigue. And if you're eating sugary, bready things first thing out of bed and not closer towards the middle of the day where you're going to be more active and more likely to burn it off and be closer to the we'll call it the falling action of your day I guess if each day is has a story arc um, so the healthy fats will say to you and you won't have that appetite and you won't be addicted to vending machine garbage and that kind of thing so yeah. But how was the vacation overall? Even not good. Just, not just health, but you guys had yeah. a good time. Myrtle Beach for a week. Yeah, it was fun. But I mean, like I said, even though we ate like the Myrtle um, Beach, uh, it's Delaware, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina, so, South Carolina, or North mm-hmm. Carolina. South, I guess you would yeah. know you're just there, South Carolina. All right. <laughs> but I mean, yes, yeah, so we had you know not the best dinners, but we ate them early, which kind of has gotten us in the habit of eating a little bit earlier now, which is good. But no, we had a lot of fun. Uh, the weather was. Nice. Joe's not really much of a beach person, yeah. so. Were there any um, arcades or anything, or did you go to did you play oh, ski we ball to, or anything? Oh, we went to Dave and Buster's one day for sure. That's, <laughs> our, that's our go-to place. How, uh, how's the Dave and Buster's in North Carolina? It's nice. It's really nice down there. South Carolina. Okay, I was about to say I said it wrong again, didn't I? I was like, I was gonna, she's gonna let it roll. I'll let it My roll. My brother did the same thing when he was over earlier. He kept saying North Carolina also. Yeah, it's like it's when you get the wrong. It's it, it happens sometimes. You get the mm-hmm. wrong thing lodged in your head with sometimes with a person's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he calls. Um, we go the shopping center that Dave and Buster's is at. It's called Broadway at the Beach, and he call, calls it Boardwalk by the Ocean consistently. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to be funny. <laughs> Eh, it's probably ha- no. It got there. 
after about a hundred right. times. Yeah, so I like, mean, I think it might be at that point. Literally, it was just like the the the, the board walked by. You just got to picture the what it what it was kind of in the yeah. in images of like what those things are supposed to be. You're just like the thing on the planks, the games in the sand, uh, buy stuff on the it's water. A big, it's a big boardwalk. The Harbor Center. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's uh, it's the Inner Harbor Center. That's my so the Broadway at the beach is my favorite place to go to down there. It's basically this big it's giant. Just, there's no beach. That's what keeps throwing me off. Ooh. Yeah, well, it's not. Well, it's, it's a not beach right community. On the beach. It's like yeah, it's right. near the beach, but it's this pretty much this big giant like entertainment and shopping district. It's all surrounded by landlocked boardwalk. Yes, it surrounds this big. Uh, so it is like the lake. Harbor Center, huh? Beware. Like that. Like, it's like the Annapolis Harbor Center. I guess there's water right there, and it's near the harbor. Isn't yeah? But no, this one has a big, actually, um, water, like a it's big water lake. in the center. Yeah, like in the okay. middle of the whole thing, and all around there's the, all these different shops. I think the Annapolis Harbor Center, the water in the middle is like, it's kind of like, like it, it's weird. It's like the weird, like gross pond you'd see behind like a medical building. Yeah, you know where it's like you don't really, it's no, not this, really, not really anything going on. It's no, there. This is like a huge. <laughs> it's this, like drainage. This is this water is huge. It is like it's like a lake. Um, Make the lighthouse on the sign bigger. <laughs> it takes, I think, about an hour to just if we don't go in any stores, at least just to walk around it, right? I would oh, wow. say. Um, and it's I don't got, know about an hour. I think so. Walking around the whole thing. If you're going in stores, and maybe stuff, what, like if you're. Well, we only go in like one or two stores, and I think it takes us at least an hour to go to get around there. I um, disagree. I mean, I guess it depends how many stores you're going in because you can burn a lot of time even in one store, like the mm-hmm. Ocean City type yeah. stores. Uh, I think it takes at least probably good 40 minutes to walk around, and then you're probably spending like 10 minutes in one store, 10 minutes in another. I mean, traveling is awesome. I am going to go. I'd love to go. Making me nostalgic for going to like Ocean City or something. I don't have Mm -hmm. anything like that planned, any beach towns just yet. But my son really wants to go to Legoland. Yeah. And I was going to try to take him to one that I. In New York, there's supposed to be one in upstate New York. I, we've been kind of talking about it tentatively. What is it? A Legoland. A le- there's a Legoland up there? Well, apparently it's not going to be finished until 2020. Oh, okay. So, no. We went to we went to Legoland when we were in California back in uh Oh, you went to the January. one in San Diego? Mm-hmm. How is it? It was nice. It, wasn't, it was really big. I think that the best part about it, I think, was they had... I don't even know what it was really called, but it's like pretty much, pretty much many cities. Like it was like all like these big places. like the Lego Movie, huh? Kind of like the Lego Movie, where it was kind different. Yeah, it was a it was like the it's like Lego. It was like like an Ninjago. It was a whole spa world area. And... It was a whole like world. I have to look it up what it's called, but they had like the whole Vegas Strip all made out of Lego. Oh, nice. That was and they and like uh, they had like a lot of the main. Uh, buildings in New York City, like the sky, like pretty oh, much like cool. the New York City skyline. Well, I think I, I think I think next year, I think next summer, um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Do that, nice. Because I, I I'd like to take him before he outgrows Legos. Yeah, that's and why Legos we did it. Legos are great. Yeah, uh, yeah. The kids really liked it. There was a but we didn't get to go on a lot of the um, rides because we were we had to because of the rain over there. We had to. Combine our Legoland day and our SeaWorld day into one because we were not near San Diego, we were wow. up in like Los Angeles well, I'm gonna area. Plan a so. trip specifically to San Diego yeah. and nice. stay in San Diego because I've driven across the country. I've never been to San Diego. Uh, it's, it's really nice there. I mean, I, I and I probably will, and I've learned enough from my traveling that not to push it because mm-hmm. I want to just go there and I want to experience it. We're going there for the theme park and San Diego is a big nice city it's funny when I told him we were going to San Diego he's like I guess we can go see the Chargers and I was like oh buddy oh buddy <laughs> they moved to Los Angeles and he's so, like what like cause we we mm-hmm. used to be in, he used to be I used to be way more into football I still managed to be educated on it just cause it kinda seeps into my brain like movies do even though I'm not anywhere near as interested but it still manages to get in there uh, and he was he was into it back back when a couple years ago. Yeah, and so he's not su- he's not up to speed, but he was blown away when he found out that the Chargers were in L.A. And then I was like, guess what? The Rams are in Los Angeles too. And he's just like, what? Yeah, 
what? Like he said, <laughs> what? And that's pretty much like ever like all like what all of us thought too. <laughs> Although general public was like, ah, <laughs> why? Is why are they? Who cares? What? Both? Really? Everybody? Okay. <laughs> okay. So what made you? I don't know if you said this, but what made you choose the Legoland in San Diego versus? Well, I'm gonna I mean. look. Okay, so there's the full blown Legolands in San Diego and Orlando. For one, we've been to Orlando, oh, and okay. I've never been to San Diego. And it's like if I've already got a set phone on a plane, I mean, granted, Orlando would be a lot simpler, a better chance I could get a, a flight with no connections. But if I'm still going to go through the effort to go through an airport, I'd rather go to a city that I've never been to, and I'd rather okay. go back out to the West Coast because it's been years. Yeah, it was a lot and of I wish we had more time to go through San Diego. We this is beautiful. I wish we didn't go during flu season. Yeah. Like, yeah. there was a flu I'm not going to really try. I'm not going to try to combine it with like taking him. Like I'm just going to stay in San Diego. I'm not going to like try to take him to L.A. Yeah. or San Francisco or like Vegas. And it's funny because as I say, all of those cities, like maybe for a ten year old, like who he wouldn't really care anyway. Like yeah, it's like ten year old. Ooh, Vegas. Like nah. He's probably good in San Diego. There's, I'm sure I want to go back to Vegas really bad. Yeah, us too. Uh, or me really? too. Mm-hmm. I you guys like the shows, right? Yeah. You don't even get yeah. Well, we we love cool. we love shows. Yeah. Like we watch America's Got Talent, um, so stuff like that, like magicians mm. and like singers and uh, just different like like stunt acts, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Like we're into all that. Kind Vegas of stuff. has a lot of cool stuff. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff there's going a lot on. To do there's a lot of there's a lot of cool times. comedy. I was gonna say that a lot of cool comedy. A lot of comedy. Plus Canadians UFC. have like residencies <laughs> and stuff there. Yeah, no, not UFC's not there as often. Not though. as often, but. There there some of, some of, of their times. like big sort of tent pole events. Yeah, up there. Like they're there a few times like, a year, but it's right. not like you can always go to Vegas and it's going to be there. I tried to. Like, I love Vegas because you can walk around with a drink in your hand everywhere on the Strip. How cool that feels like vacation. To have me. you been to New Orleans? No. no, you can do that there too. New Orleans is dope. Yeah. Yeah, I would much rather go back to New Orleans than Vegas. New Orleans really? is super dope. That, it's I, way more my speed. Yeah, someone at work. And especially I mean, if you're not trying. And that you're talking like crazy you know musicians and stuff there as opposed to it's a different kind of entertainment but there's plenty of entertainment down I'm there I'm sure too. I mean you should go to New Orleans <laughs> yeah everybody like my type of that sounds like my alley for uh, vacation well we're, that's what we're that's why we're planning because we you know Myrtle going to Myrtle Beach has been like a tradition for me and my family like growing like since I was a mm. kid going there every year which I still love and it's going to be really hard to break to break that I think but I think, I think now well now that I'm you know I'm we're getting older and we have the kids and everything. I want to be able to do other things. Yeah, you can't monot- you I can't, can't I don't want to keep you, going there every year. You don't year want that to be like, all right, this is what we're doing for when we like you want to be able to choose your own travel destinations. Yeah, you so know, I you're think grown-ups and stuff, so Well, I think now especially like with Joe, like it's our, our little family like before. Yeah. You know, it's always been I just done stuff with my family, but now it's like we have our own and we need to good call. you know try to think I want to be able to explore like explore yep. and if I'm going to you know there every year even if I limit it to a couple of days it still limits I can't keep I can't take like two or three vacations a year you know yep between both my parents so I think what we're planning is just to pick a vacation a different vacation every year and then just tell the family if you want to come you can come still you know but this is what we're doing that's a good concession you know, just just because we need, I want to do different things. You know, he especially him. He's not a beach person. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, and I want to. There's a lot of cool. Anywhere, there's just anyway. so much cool stuff out there. Yeah, Even, I mean, my aunt and uncle and my cousins. They all like, the, like every year try to go somewhere different. Um, they still go to Myrtle Beach, but I don't. Like, we're not at the point yet. We can do that, but they still. They'll go to Myrtle Beach still, but they'll take like a vacation, even if it's just my aunt and uncle. They went to nice. San Francisco for their anniversary, I think, San like a year ago. Great. I've been to San Francisco several times. I don't think I've been there yet. I highly recommend it. But um, well, I don't know how it is. Places. I don't know how it is these days. I knew someone, uh, clo- you know, a once close friend of mine at least. Uh, he's living in Arizona now. Was in San. He, he's who I visited in San Francisco, mm-hmm. or one of the people. He he was very much about that city, uh, but it evolved. You know, basically got too corporatized, too too homogenized, I guess, mm-hmm. and not. You know, it lost it, it lost some of its some of its character and personality. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think a city like New Orleans and I think perhaps a city like Savannah will hang on to. Like they're they're one of those cities that are just going to like hang on to that historical unique yeah. thing and really fend off that homogenization and I like yeah. I like that a lot. Uh as far as the Legoland goes, 
I yeah, so I found yeah. Of course, there's one in San Diego, one in yeah. Orlando. I'm gonna explore each one. Like if the park in and of itself in Orlando looks like it's better than than the one. If mm-hmm. the one in Orlando is better in San Diego, then that I you know it probably wouldn't. You know, then a part of me would be like, all right, well, it would also be a lot easier and simpler to go back to Orlando too. And Orlando's, yeah. you know, there's enough to do in Orlando. Orlando's cool. Yeah. And uh, you go to Sea World. I don't know how much your summer's going to Sea World. I don't want to go to Sea World. No. I don't like. I don't. I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I don't know. I guess I would want to explore. I mean, I've heard. I mean, I guess they probably clean it up, but I've heard that some of those water parks don't necessarily treat their animals. Yeah, the best. My brother's the same way uh, with that too. The Canada one is the one that's supposed to be real bad, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Well, I guess I won't talk trash if I'm not educated <laughs> about it. But um, but the oh the thing in, in Legoland I was talking about is called Miniland USA. It's like the oh, okay. places. All over the so US. They, cool. And then they have a Star Wars section that's uh, over by there, too. That all this cool. stuff, like the Death Star, made out of uh, Legos. I just oh, wanted nice. to break one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, this year, so this year, I'm not getting on a plane. That's too. I, can't, I, was, gonna, I was like, yeah, I'll go to Legoland. Uh, I'll go to Legoland upstate New York by the end of summer. Sorry, that's not going to happen. There's a couple things in the way of that. But I think it's in Westchester, too, which is where the X Men are. So maybe we'll check them out if, when that's built in two years. Um, what else? What else is he? There's a Legoland. There are Legoland Discovery Centers, which I don't know what that is mm-hmm. exactly. But there's one in Philly. And Philly's a great town. Yeah, Philly is a great city. It's I've been very to, nostalgic. I've been to Philly, Philly like five or six times. We, I love we Philly. Philly's an old school looking city. We went there. there. Haven't done they a, got lot a lot of like history. Really they got a lot of history. I mean, there's still a lot yeah. of corporate stuff in there and all that, but it's still got a lot of character, a lot of personality, and. <clears throat> You know, be careful. Philly's still one of the true. <laughs> it's got like, a lot of cool stuff, yeah, man. It's, it's got the, the it's got it's got cities. like arts, the, you know, the arts district. It's got a couple of main strips. It's got the college side of town. It's over the river. Philly's we've been to Philly's Philly a nice, couple times man. Over the last Philly few is years. a nice city. I like Philly. I love walking around Philly. Um, so we're gonna do a day trip to Philly and check out the. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm gonna make Philly's sure. Only I'm like gonna. Two hours away. Yep, it's nothing. Like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. Day trip. I like I like the thought of day trips. Keep it yeah. simple. You know, I don't have to worry. Yeah. We went there. I always I mean, say, I, once you hit past that third hour in a car, that's, for me, when I start getting a little... Yeah, then you got to be at least spending fidgety. the night somewhere. I, the, the maximum... I told him my maximum for a car, and he thinks it's crazy, is I'll drive 12 hours. Like, that's my max, so... That's my max. <laughs> I've <laughs> done that. that. I'll fly. I've done that, but no more. I'm only, I, drove, I will not fly. I drove across the country and and back in 25 days. What a waste of a day. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like if you're well, driving just for 12 me. hours, unless you're there for an emergency, I feel like there is somewhere you can stop off in between that you can go have a nice experience at. Well, that was back when you were cooking and selling meth, too, right? Yep. Yeah, it was really easy. <laughs> nothing. It was like nothing. <laughs> Easy, easy as pie with crystal meth on top. Uh, uh, just to let you know, the Legoland in in Florida is the world's largest. I don't know how much. I don't know how much bigger. I need a compare mm. and contrast. I need Venn diagrams. Mm. Uh, we'll see. I got it. I got. I got some time. Yeah, it's not saying. It I got say. some time. But, I'll look into it. I mean, they're both. I mean, I'm sure they're both. I mean, the one in California was nice. Well, if the one in Orlando is significantly better and it's easier mm-hmm. and potentially cheaper for me to get there, and like San Diego sounds cool and all, but I don't know. We'll see. I got time to decide. By next year, he might decide he wants is, to do something else anyway. Is there? Does he like anything that's at like Universal at all? Because that would be that would be more closer in Florida than it is in California. Like the Universal in California is. By well, the- if I'm going to take him to the Universal Studios in Florida, I might as well just take him to the Lego Land. Well, that's what I mean. I was oh, saying, saying if you're, play, you're trying to pick, or if you're trying to pick, like if you do both, like if you're just there to do oh, else do too. other stuff. I just don't know if he's I into that know. stuff. I <laughs> guess yeah, you're saying to justify the trip to Orlando, like what else would Orlando have to offer? As far as like sites or something, I just we'll just take a day trip down to Daytona, and I just <laughs> we'll just go buck wild with some coeds. That's what that's yeah. so that's how we'll justify the trip to Florida, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, we'll I mean, California beach. was California we'll was go to great. The beach two and a half hours away from Orlando. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I had a lot of fun in Cal. I want to go back to California, like for sure. I don't know when, but I want to go back to California. Yeah, I mean, but if then, we're talking like Disneyland to Disney World comparison, like you gotta go to Disney World. 
Yeah, you know, I know. Like, I mean, we like, did. I did. I definitely enjoyed. Because I mean, Disneyland, the the though. amusement park is the point of the trip. That's the centerpiece yeah. of the trip. And so try to do. It. And it's not like they still have the Chargers. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, so what? beat, San Diego. You're so beat. I could <laughs> like spout some uh, Ron Burgundy quotes and make my son confused or laugh at inappropriate things, and have him call me out for swearing, possibly. <laughs> But, I mean, yes, that's, um, I love, uh, like, going new places and taking trips. I, like I said, I wish I could, like, when I was, I was really sick when I we went to California, so I feel like I didn't get the full, mm. you know, everything you out bummer. of it. Yeah, I was, I mean, I put, I definitely pushed through. Joe said, he's like, he's like, you were, you were determined to go to Disney. You are not going to let that flu, <laughs> you're not going to let that flu stop she you. She really did. I, yeah. I started saying something goofy like it was Disney magic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> Tinkerbell got me jacked up, yeah. bro. I mean, I so what? I mean, I had like I think I definitely. I mean, if I had felt as bad as I did on that very first day I got there, I probably wouldn't have been able to go to Disney. Mm. But uh, luckily, it was it. I was like, I got sick. And I had about a day, like I think two days until we went to Disney's for the first day. And I did feel actually better that day up until like towards the end I started to, um, the whole day started to wear on me. So I ended up having to go to go back to the, you know, um, townhouse that we were staying at early to Yeah, to but your sleep. temperature was up to 102. Yeah, my te- temperature was at like, well, not that day though? Was it that day? Oh no! It was at like some Tim Robbins, Jacob's Ladder stuff going on. Any day you go up to one hundred and two, oh, that's pretty serious. You were almost. It was like one hundred two point six. No, mine was like one hundred three. It probably did hit one hundred. She was talking remember. to supernatural beings, and you didn't was, even realize it. I was and freaking did she. out. Yeah, he wanted to like. We just me. arrived. You know, all, we're we're in Baltimore, Maryland. All the way from it was, the east it was, coast. This is one of the days that it was like zero degrees here. Remember how like how cold it got mm. at some like I remember and at one point. Like Everybody degrees, gathered around Gabby here. to heat up. Who's cold? It was zero degrees Ooh. here. We fly over there, and I'm told it was up at like probably the last twenty minutes of the flight. I started to feel a little off, but not too bad. I was like, okay, I'm probably just you know like just getting tired of being on the plane. But it wasn't until we got like as soon as we walked out of the airport, and I just. Started not, I didn't not feel right, and like I felt so many aches and pains all over, like all over my body, and then I started to slowly develop a fe- like I, I got horrible chills, fever. Mm. It was it was terrible. I, I had to really push through it because I mean, yeah, when she was done, I got some. Yeah, and then he and then he got sick. He didn't get the flu though. Luckily, luckily nobody got the flu, especially the kids. I was really worried they were going to get sick, but he only got sick because it was. I was better. We went to Universal Studios, but it was a rainy day, mm. and we were watching this one show. What was that? What was it based on? It was on? a water show. It looked like Waterworld. It was. It's based off of Waterworld, the movie Waterworld. Underrated movie. Unless I like that, I, I like that movie. Unless too. I am misremembering, but I think I think Waterworld got a lot of hype. It got overhyped because it was the most expensive movie ever made. Really? And that. I also think that Kevin Costner. I don't know, I think people were just ready to start beating up on him just because oh, he's really? kind of a... Pr- yeah, I don't know, man. Well, he's great in that movie, but... He's great in most everything. He, he really got... He really got... He really you got... an underrated movie? I don't know if it's underrated, but one I really enjoyed, Draft Day. I've heard that was good. I've heard like that was it. really good. I've heard, like, you know, Kevin Costner baseball movie, usually No, that solid. was football. Oh, okay, well, okay, well, Kevin Costner's sports movie because then he also did, like, a golf movie. Field of was, Dreams. Wasn't Tin Cup was him? He did Tim Cup, Tim Cup, right? Wasn't that his golf movie? I heard that. I think I, I think that was supposed to be pretty solid. But yeah, Field of Dreams. Um, he did three baseball movies, didn't he? Yeah, he for love he of the did game. The one with Tim Robbins, right? And yeah, and the one with Tim Robbins, which was not coming to me. But I remember it was with Tim Robbins. It's not the Natural. That's Robert Redford. It uh, the rook, rookie, the rookie. Wasn't the rookie. Uh, oh, I want to remember it. I want yeah. to remember it on my I'm a Kevin Costner fan. I, I even like this, this ridiculous eye. movie where he was running for president. What was a swing vote? Yeah, I didn't see that. It was okay. I, I was always a fan of Kevin Costner. I liked him. I liked Waterworld. I thought it was cool. It was an ambitious, sweeping epic. Dennis Hopper was a solid villain in that movie. Uh, I think people just, yeah, just kind of crapped on it. Maybe it was a little... 
weird and underwhelming, I guess, and maybe pretty long for the payoff. People weren't satisfied with it, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was, yeah. I think he. I think we ended up. Didn't we watch it? Like my favorite Kevin Costner movie is. Recently? uh What is that? Waterworld. Which I was, watched it recently. You did okay. I was like, I, I remember looking back it. and I was like, I always liked that, that movie. Is that your fa- what's your favorite? Is Draft Day your favorite Kevin Costner movie, or Field of Dreams, or? Oh, I'm looking. Are at you still it looking now. at the Tim Robbins movie? <laughs> no, yeah, I was looking for that. And while I'm going down there, let's it is let's go through uh, memory lane, shall we? Oh, but uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, Bull Durham. That's what it's called, Bull Durham. Hold on, I'm about to find. I think that. you're right. Yeah, and was that Tim Robbins' character name? Like I can't get what I'm looking at right now. You're right. That is Bull Durham. Filmography. I would have never came up with Bull Durham. What a weird, <laughs> yeah, I would name. What a weird name for the movie. No wonder I'm dancing around the natural and the rookie. Those are like baseball movie titles. You know, sometimes Bull when you look at these things, when you look at people's like biopics or or you look up their their career and the stuff that they almost Tim Robbins in. was in the Hudsucker Proxy, one of an mm-hmm. excellent Coen Brothers films. Like I, I you know, I talk about the Coen Brothers and I still think they for now they hold my spot as top director as best director ever. Because they've done every genre, they've done like so many different genres, and they've executed every single film they've done masterfully. I don't think you've seen any of them. The Big Lebowski is one of them. Uh, and uh, the, that was one of their earlier films. Hudsucker Proxy with Tim Robbins, Coen Brothers, phenomenal. Weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Holly Hunter is the girl in that. Great stuff. Yeah, Bull Durham. 1988. Bull Durham was great. Susan Sarandon. I would buy another baseball movie, Field of Dreams. Bull Durham came out right before Field of Dreams. Yeah. And those were his. Those were consecutive movies. Back for him. to back. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I found that I was like. For Love of the Game movies. was his third uh, oh, baseball movie. Bust. About eight years later, ten years later, twelve years later, and I still think that that movie I think that movie is under I've never seen it I believe that it is an underappreciated movie from mm-hmm. what I've heard and kind of a cool take because it's you know sort of an older Kevin Costner playing a pitcher who's mm-hmm. on the cusp of retirement and he, of course young Kevin Costner cut his teeth on those iconic baseball films and I bet for Love of the Game is a solid movie can you see who directed that please what movie for Love of the Game well he's on it right I'm now on it. I got it I'm also Ron Shelton. Can you see what else he's directed? I was hoping it would be a name I recognize. Ron Shelton was. That's the main one that I see. That That's a director? Right yeah. What else is he? Can you see what else? Can you click on his name and see what else he's directed? Oh, gotcha. Um, film career. Wait, what am I doing here? Filmography. Filmography is the way to go. Well, Durham was his first movie. Oh, so he it was, directed White Man Can't Jump. So this guy, this guy directed for Love of the Game, Ron yep. Shelton, and he directed Bull Durham and White Man Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. What else is anything else? Uh, play it to the bone. I think that was supposed to be pretty decent. What is that? Everything is that like a boxing else, movie or something? Like, he's a, still like going, a female I mean, boxing movie or he something? He just directed a movie in 2017. Never heard of it. What I mean, it he called? did Hollywood Homicide. What was the movie in 2017 called? Just getting started. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but... Uh, has Morgan Freeman and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, we haven't heard and of And Rene Russo. I mean, it has some big... But you know how movies the come fact out that nowadays. it's got... Yeah, so that... The, who knows? Cost so many different... Who knows? It takes a good writer, too. Yeah. But if he did Bull Durham and he did White Men Can't Jump, then I will give him the benefit of the doubt. And I will, I'm going to stand by what I said about For Love of the Game most likely being underappreciated. Well, no. he was a writer. He's also a writer. He wrote Blue Chips... Okay. And he was a writer for Bad Boys 2 with Jerry Stahl. Okay. Jerry so, Stahl. That's who he wrote it with, I guess. Really? Yeah. You know who Jerry Stahl is? I'm, I'm going to find out. Jerry Stahl was a writer on... If I'm, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. Double check me. But Jerry Stahl was a writer for the TV show Alf, who was a heroin addict, who got famous for his memoir about his heroin addiction called Permanent Midnight, the movie starring Ben Stiller, was a phenomenal movie. I highly recommend that. Owen Wilson makes an appearance. The bad guy from the mask, the Jim Carrey mask, makes an mm-hmm. appearance. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley plays the female lead. Just great, gritty, 
trying to have a fun-loving, you know, heroin romp that's not fun-loving or rompy at all, but, like, you know, cutting at the bone of raw humanity and addiction and stuff and see Ben Stiller in a way, you know, if, if, if I remember correctly, it'll convince you of Ben Stiller's dramatic acting chops for real in like an eternal sunshine kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend Permanent Midnight. Jerry Stahl, I mean, that was a great movie that I'm pretty sure he wrote the screenplay since it was based on his thing and he was a screenwriter. Uh, pretty sure he had a heavy hand in that. I'm sitting here looking at how many movies Kevin Costner has been in. Good God. Okay, what's your favorite Kevin Costner movie? Looking at it right now, do you got one? pick one. Oh. Because I actually do like if you actually did enjoy Waterworld. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Waterworld is not the worst choice you can make. I was a big fan. I really liked uh, Draft Day. I probably like Waterworld better than I like Field of Dreams. I'll go out on a limb like that. Having seen neither one of them in years. But I was also a fan of, um, of course, his biggest movie. I wasn't necessarily, you know, into it, but he was in The Bodyguard. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then but his movie that he did after that, I was a big fan of the A Perfect World that was directed by Clint Eastwood. A Perfect World. I don't know if you remember that one. No. That's when he um he had the little kid. He was like a, he was running. Oh, he the was the criminal, right? Oh, oh, that was a good oh, you movie remember, was with that young boy. That I was forgot in all about that time. movie. Yeah. Okay, we're leaving off one that a lot of people would be upset with because. Um, Oh God! What is it called? It's like a spy. Uh, uh, it's it's. I want to say it's like. Oh man, what is it called? Urgh. But in the meanwhile, while I'm looking, my favorite Kevin Costner movie is Robin Hood. Minutes. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You guys see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman as the sheriff of Nottingham. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantino as. Uh, who. Uh, Mary Magdalene? Or no, that was Jesus' girl, right? Who? Mary? It was Mary, right? Wasn't it? Lady, was it Mary? I can't lady, lady, Lady Miriam? That movie was lady so Miriam. long ago, and I can't remember. Wait, was Kevin Costner? He wasn't in Backdraft, was he? No. no that was Kurt Russell. Oh. That was Kurt Russell and. Same thing, right? Second Baldwin and guy that looks like De Niro. All right, Kevin Costner movies. That stupid spy movie called. Oh yeah, good old Dances with Wolves. Shout out Dances with Wolves. I never saw it. Shout out anyway. He just has. He, I mean, he was in one Hidden of those figures. Actors. He has a figures, I suppose. Oh, The Untouchables. Good old Elliot Ness. The Untouchables might be my favorite Kevin Costner movie, but I'm probably gonna stick with Robin Hood. I want to see who directed that. But first, the movie I was talking about is called No Way Out. Ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Navy Lieutenant Tom Furl meets a young woman, Susan Atwell, Sean Young, who was also in Blade Runner. And they share a passion and fling. Furl then finds out that his superior defense secretary, David Bryce, uh, played by a uh, actor you may have heard of named uh, Gene Hackman, is also romantically involved with Atwell. When the young woman turns up dead, Furl is ellipses. You guys can read for more. All right, let's see who directed this, this puppy, and then we'll move on with our lives. Roger Donaldson. I don't know who that is. Let's see if we recognize any of his movies. Uh, Species. He directed the first Species, and he directed Cocktail. Uh, hmm, Not necessarily... uh, I mean, Species was cool. Ew. 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 This guy directed... Okay, so I have like five movies that I've seen in movie theaters that mm-hmm. make me angry that I gave my time to seeing them. Mm-hmm. One of them was The Recruit with Al Pacino and Colin Farrell, directed by homeboy, Roger Donaldson. Way to go, bro. Well, so disappointing also because it had... Oh, it was I garbage. Mean, it was such garbage. Like you just said, Al Pacino. <sighs> Al Pacino has done a lot of bad movies in his recent yeah. years, and I guess, you know... If you're an actor, you got to make money. If you're not, if you're not a writer, director, actor, and you're just an actor, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. But yeesh. But I still, I remember, I remember No Way Out being a pretty solid film and having a cool, like that was one of the. I think that one thing about No Way Out is it also had an ending where people were just like. Aah! So, spoiler alert! Check that out. 
All right, let's see. Let's see who directed Dances with Wolves. Uh, Kev Caster was also in Hidden Figures, which was supposed to be excellent. I think that was like Oscar, Oscar-y stuff. Oh yeah, he played uh, he played old Pops Kent in uh, Man of Steel. Oh, JFK played um, the Warren of the Warren Report. Played Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. That was pretty solid. Uh, Mr. Brooks, where he played an assassin, right? That was supposed to be pretty cool. All right, what am I looking for again? Where is Robin Hood? Jerks. Eh, ready to talk. All right. Fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeesh. Maybe I should rewatch this. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe this movie is not that good. Hold on. Directed by Kevin Reynolds. Don't recognize the name. He directed Waterworld. <laughs> they like to keep it in the family. <laughs> and he wrote the Red Dawn remake. <laughs> Uh, he directed the Hatfields and McCoys on the History Channel, which was supposed to be solid. Directed 187 with Sam Jackson, which was I. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to hold back my rep. My, I'm, I'm going to... Mm. Alright, The Untouchables is my favorite Kevin Costner movie. I'm going to do a little asterisk there. Man, Robin Hood was a really good movie. I don't think I'm wrong about this. That movie was dope. Look up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes on it. 50%. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I was going to say? <laughs> They're about wrong that? I remember sometimes. that being like a really big movie. Maybe it was overhyped. Right. Christian Slater? Morgan Freeman? God, that movie was dope. Like, that movie was dope. I almost feel like that movie You're bombed. all wrong. <laughs> Robin Hood was great. But Untouchables, that's Brian De Palma. You got some Connery in there. I mean, uh, you could probably look up Draft Day. That probably doesn't have the best of ratings. Probably not. Because I just liked it. I mean, I like Dennis Leary was like the head coach. Oh, nice. I like some Dennis Leary. He, uh-huh. and his his acting, unless you want to watch uh, Rescue Me, is like it's like here and there. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's not he's not a consistent actor. He played but really good. I don't know if you ever seen a Suicide Kings. Suicide Kings was great, dude. He was, he was great when he. I mean, you know, I mean, he was so movie. good. He was so good. They really Christopher were. Walken was they brilliant. really were. That was. Um, I mean, you know, the one of the one of the most iconic scenes, one of the most memorable scenes, at least from that movie, is Dennis Leary beating up the guy with the toaster. Yeah, finds out the you know he's trying. To me, he's that trying, was a movie that was perfect. I love that movie. Well, it. it was great. It was really good. I wouldn't call it perfect necessarily. It was. I mean, Who's the one the one thing that keeps me from it's Quentin Tarantino's fault ultimately because that movie is one of the string of movies that was released in the wake of Pulp Fiction, where they're trying and it even had some Pulp had Christopher Walken. It even had at least one Pulp Fiction guy in there. There might have been another one in there. A lot of people running around that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Whose blood is that? One of the Boondock Saints. <laughs> one of the Boondock Saints is in it. The one who's not on Walking Dead right now. Good old Sean Patrick Flannery. Uh, you got Johnny Aglecki. You got Jay Moore, like yeah, one of the like Jay when Jay Moore yeah. acts. I mean, Jay Moore is another one. He's like Dennis Leary. Like you don't like you just don't see enough of him. It, it, but when he's when he when he's oh, he's, when he's his, on, some he's of on. his some of his. Well, it's interesting because he got he was he was starting to really take off as a film actor. Then he got offered the te- television series Action on Fox, and that was way back before actors could do that. Like you. Mm-hmm. You moved on from TV to go to the movies, and action was—he played a, like a like a Hollywood producer who s- sort of fell in with Ileana Douglas, who played a prostitute. And they—I—I I, I can't remember. I watched it. It had one—I think it only had like one season, but it was just just innovative and out oh, there right. and different. I mean, it, it was it was it was top notch. Like it, you know, you can see. I mean, his, you, you can see why he would risk, why he would take the risk. But mm-hmm. I think I think his movie career took a hit because of that. Because it's just back, you, you know, in 1992 or whatever. Yeah, he was like, great. Brilliant. He was great. He was a great D-bag. As, he was the head of the, he was the, head of the, the agency, right? Basically the guy that Tom Cruise quit from. The guy he was trying to get everybody to rebel against. Who's coming with me? You know, it's funny. One time at work at the end of the night, I was in charge of, like, consolidating all the money and everything. And 
I was trying to get the manager's attention and I was just bored. So I started yelling from the office, Show me the money, Jerry! Show me the money! She said that she thought we were getting robbed. Like, sorry. I remember that. Didn't really? I remember the kid was standing right next to me <laughs> and he was supposed to turn into money and he had like no clue he still had the money in his pocket. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the manager was standing on the other side of the room and I saw her just like freak. <laughs> oh, and I started dying. I was like, oh yeah, bro, you got to turn your money in. <laughs> That's awesome. You were there? Yeah. I didn't know you were there. I remember that. <laughs> I was dying because I was like, this kid was getting on my nerves. And then okay, so I was screaming. so I was yelling for someone. Yeah, oh, I guess it was I, like the bat signal, bro. I guess like, I was yelling for someone to actually give me their money. That's why yeah, I was saying it. Yeah. That would make sense. This is probably like five years ago. <laughs> All right. Um, do we leave any tangents untied on the Kevin Costner thing or on any of that? I'm right now trying to look up what um, some of those movies Kevin Costner, some of the ones we really like. Yeah. What they're what like? They're how they rated? Rank. Yeah. I mean, the draft day. From the audience, got a sixty-five percent rating. So I would, I could see how that was one of my. So what did what did the what did Rotten Tomatoes give it though? Like fifty, like fifty something. It was like fifty-nine, yeah. sixty-nine audience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Let's do Waterworld. Oh no, come here. There you go. Uh, I bet the audience is like. Yeah, I don't know. The audience is like fifty-five, and Rotten Tomatoes official score would be like thirty-seven. Rotten, the tomato meter for the Rotten Tomatoes official, like, the critics was 42, okay. audience was 43. Okay. So I might be wrong. I just, so what I just did I say? I said I said 37 like, to, four, did you say 42 and 43? 42, it's like <laughs> even. You don't see that very often. No. Usually there's a wide Everybody margin. Everybody was like, eh. Usually if it's a movie that gets like a 90%, the audience scores at like 65. Like We're all going to poop on this water. Yeah. Fortunately, nobody will have to clean What's it up. One? Oh, A Perfect World. Let me see that. Because that might be. A Perfect World was that great. Again, but that, that, was was like, that was like 84, 86. Clint Eastwood, Kevin Costner is a criminal on the land. 84% on the audience. And for critics, it was 81%. Nice. So, nice. yeah. That was that was a real. I thought that was one of his best ones. That was right after uh, the Bodyguard, of course. Oh, which was it? The Bodyguard might have been his most popular, right? Maybe. Uh, that movie might be the most popular movie that he's done, especially because I have a feeling that that soundtrack has yeah, like outsold things. Is. But as far as no, like the most popular audience. Kevin Costner performance has probably got to be Field of Dreams, yeah. right? Anything be Field of Dreams? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think anything's more iconic. That's the most iconic Kevin Costner film, I think. What do you think? Um, up there. He's definitely one of those guys. I like him in a lot of things. Well, I'm not saying what you, what's the best. I'm saying the most iconic, the most oh, popular. Iconic. I think Field of Dreams has got to got to be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be for Woo! Kevin Costner. Yeah. Ooh, I'm glad we solved this mystery. I feel so much better. Yeah, I oh, personally man. thought it was a perfect world. Like I said, everybody's different. But, um, yeah, it's got to hmm. be. You might be right, actually. But Perfect World might be better than The Untouchables and Robin Hood. They both got about the same ratings, Field of Dreams and A Perfect World. Uh, as far as what people like, it was around the 85% mark. Hmm. Um, Robin Hood was 50%, you said? I believe so, yeah. I can look that up. Yeah, let's check out Robin Hood. Let's see what the let's see what the audience gave. I bet the audience gave it like a sixty-eight. They did a Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. Yeah, bro. They're just pooping him out. <laughs> They're probably working on another one right now. That's what they do with doing a revamp movies. with Jared Leto. Oh, they're coming out with another Robin. Oh, that's right. I saw. They it. are, are they? Yeah, I think so. I just it's going to be one of the Helmsworth brothers. Where it's one to see. It's ninety-seven percent. Wait, what is? Whatever this was, I just pulled. Oh, hold on, let me get back on it. I'm not even seeing the Kevin House, the Kevin Costner. Oh, well, it's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, would be the Kevin Costner one. Beautiful, magnificent. Film. Oh, that's right. They're coming out with a new one. It has Jamie Foxx. 
Oh, he's Robin he's Hood? Playing, no, he's playing Little John. Do you know he's playing Robin Some Hood? Some guy, Taron Egerton? Han Solo? Is that Han? No. Alright. I'm going to find out the audience score for... What we were talking about. I mean, I'm getting it from Robin Hood Men in Tights. The Adventures of Robin Hood. There's got to be more. How is this not up here like on the front page? Audience score 72. Boom. Well, that's not bad. Boom. Because Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is legit, bro. Everybody, everybody has their own personal opinion, too. Yeah, and 72% you know. of the world agrees with me on this. Bad boy. It was great! It was great. Um, oh, the actor who's playing... Okay, new Robin Hood. Let's see. New Robin Hood actor. Are you guys going to see Hitman and Watch this weekend? Does that come out this weekend? Yeah, you know, so many good movies have been coming out back to, back to back to back to back this yeah. summer. We skipped Jurassic World. That no, I saw Jurassic it. World. Well, we didn't. I didn't see Deadpool yet, though. I the did. The new Deadpool. I did. But we did see Jurassic World. Um, I really enjoyed it. I did, too. Loved it. My favorite scene is not giving anything away. It's in the preview. was when it, uh, it was the Tyrannosaurus Rex went face-to-face with the lion. Oh, nice. I, I don't Some know weird mutant creature that. or something. Well, yeah, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then, of course, the king of the jungle, the lion. You know, that's our modern-day beast right that, that's that's king of the jungle that's yeah. the one that that destroys everybody and they were in each other's face like the dino like the the, the the lion was on top of a cliff the dinosaur was on ground they were kind of eye level and they were just roaring at each other sounds dope i thought it was awesome i loved it all right so new robin hood taron egerton he was the dude in the kingsman movies and okay. i saw a few minutes of the first one seemed decent i would definitely I haven't not seen them because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I just haven't. Uh, oh, wow. Jurassic World that got does... terrible reviews. Oh, I'm sure. What did it get? A 32? Got a 58% by users. So the critics gave it a 38? Gave it a 51. Oh, really? Well, okay. I didn't think it was that bad. I, heard, I guess they I heard didn't think it was that good. Tag was pretty good. I got 61%. I mean that's my type of comedy for though. For a comedy, yeah. For a comedy, that's yeah. I guess bad. for a comedy, if it, that 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 one and a half person liked it, out of two people, that's a good thing. Ew, this is interesting. So, the director of, I guess this year, I guess there's a Robin coming out this year. It's yeah. coming out this year. Yeah, I saw. Now that you, I thought so, of it. So this person. I think it's called Otto, Christopher Robin, not Otto Robin Hood either. Bathurst. No, it's just called Robin Hood. Is Christopher it? Robin is the Winnie the Pooh movie that's coming out. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the same thing. We're going back to like 80s, man. It's almost <laughs> the same thing. I think Winnie the Pooh's been around like since the Civil War or something. Oh, I don't sure. even know. Um, so Otto Bathurst, the director of Robin Hood, is also directed, I guess, some episodes of Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you guys have heard of this show. I've never seen an episode, but it stars uh, Killian Murphy, the guy from 28 Days Later, and he was also Scarecrow in the Dark Knight trilogy, and he's been, I mean, he's, he's a legit phenomenal actor. I've never been disappointed in anything I've seen him in, and that series is supposed to be excellent. It's supposed to be, like, one of, like, there's so much good, so much good scripted cable drama out there, and Peaky Blinders is one of those shows that is not necessarily talked about on the kitchen countertops, but sounds like it could be one of the best out there uh he also has directed at least one he he direct, oh, it says he's the director of black mirror but it says 2011 black mirror okay it, so it is the tv series and that that tv series is supposed to be legit and there's some other stuff but that's pretty much all that we would have heard of so cautiously optimistic i guess um, a little worried about the guy from Kingsman being Robin Hood because he's going to be kind of a pretty boy. But I guess Kevin Costner is a pretty boy, and I guess Russell Crowe is a pretty boy. And maybe Robin Hood is supposed to be a pretty boy because he is supposed to be, at least according to the Kevin Costner version, the son of a nobleman. And he's supposed to be from wealth and all that. So I guess Kingsman, Kingsman dude, yeah, sure. Let's see. 
hmm. cautiously optimistic, just disappointed in the system in general that original thoughts can't be turned into movies. But this is the world we live in, so hopefully it's good. And I'll wait. I'll go down to Redbox probably or Amazon Prime, which I've been getting more into. Just watched Rocky in anticipation of going to Philly. Mm. Uh, showed it to my son. He he dug it. It was yeah. like I was a little worried. I was a little worried. And we'll talk more about Rocky time. next time because we got a minute. Rocky is still officially uh, Better Health and World's uh, best sports movie. We've that's still our best sports movie. You know, we're open to discussion, but for now, that still holds that spot. Um, one, I think. Rocky I mean, it held the ten-year-old's interest. Creed. Like, like he did. Yeah, Rocky one and Rocky two and Creed, and you could say some things about Rocky three and Rocky four. Also, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. uh, and yeah. originally we were going to go to Philly this week. I'm glad we're going to wait till next week because I'm going to try to get in Rocky 2. Because I really want to see both. Yeah. Make him climb that museum and see movie. that statue. That's what movie. I was telling him. Oh, he was so mad when Rocky lost at the end. He was like, what? Oh, uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, guys. Even though this movie came out in 1976. Spoiler alert. But it was still so perfect. It was such a real ending. Oh, so good. That's what made the movie so good that he lost. Like, the movie wouldn't have been anywhere near as good if he won. It was, oh, beautiful. There was the rematch. Beautiful. All right, well, we got to go. We hope you had fun at the table. We love it when you come by. We really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or where you work fight fans and season vets can also find Better Fight Cast. Your tightest coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts. The purest, best of support you can follow. Follow Joe Newbauer at Joe News MMA. Gabrielle Tambone at Gabby underscore T. And me, Matt Crocomo at Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls and everyone else. Peace! <laughs>